Welcome back to One More We All Go. I'm Frank. I'm Naked. <laughs> that you are. <laughs> I'm Brad. <laughs> I'm Grandma Jay. So, Grandma Jay, how are we doing? We're doing wonderful. Excellent. This is take two, by the way. Yeah, we're happy to have you in the studio. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties, but it's up and rocking now. But uh, thank you for coming down to the studio. And on short notice, mind you, we just talked to you two days ago. And we're like, yeah, I'll do it. Anything else you've done for a buck that you want to share with the group? <laughs> and by the way, you're not getting a buck for this. Never. Well, that's a pretty broad. We'll just start off right at the top. You've never said that before. That's a pretty broad. Who's <laughs> doubling pay over here? Heck if I haven't. <laughs> I'm going to write that down and we'll circle back to it. Oh. Things Joni's done for money. Never that. <laughs> she can still donate. Never money. sold myself because I was afraid if I stood on the corner I'd starve to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All these damn free samples. <laughs> Joan, you've been in this community pretty well your whole life, correct? I am. From what I know of, I mean. I am generation number five. I'm the last Lewis living on Macedonia dirt. Right on. Because there was a couple, probably two years ago, you and I were out in a farm tour down south. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was where your farmstead was there, what, two miles south of my house. And uh, that was, she you said, uh, been the 60s, right? When you were just a wee lad, last. I started kindergarten in 63. 63. How old were you, Frank? Uh, I was not- negative 21. <laughs> Math on the fly. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm not, I'm not going to double check it because I won't know. Joni, how many brothers, sisters you got in the clan? I have one brother and that's it. And these are just questions that I know, but I want the the world may want to know. I just have one brother. We all are onesies. Do you ever wish you had a bigger family or like less brothers or a bigger family or eight or nine in your herd? No. Because my wife's got a big family. And they talk about how tough it was growing up when they were all working so hard to make everything work. But now that we're all adults and have all our kids together, I love going down there in that dynamic when they all get along so good and have that huge family atmosphere. And it's awesome now. But I know they've had a lot of tough times growing up. It just it seemed like everybody was working hard in you know, the 60s, it, 70s, 80s. It was easier back then to have a big family. I sure wouldn't want to have to worry about one now. You think it was but, easier then? Oh, yeah. Was oh. it because of lack of prophylactics or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is really surprising because they had nothing better. Uh, yeah. I believe there was plenty of action going on in that big old farmhouse. Yeah, he wouldn't want to black like those walls on Normer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He was, he was busy. He was busy. <laughs> he was busy. So I actually brought this up today. We're doing some work in our south place where my grandpa I used to live, Grandpa Lyle. Mm-hmm. And when I used to live there, I remember I turned a black light on the walls in there, and it looked like a crime scene in there on the walls. When I moved in there, I'm like, what in the hell? I don't. Uh, That's something you don't really want to know. <laughs> yeah, grandpa, I don't know right? if Grandpa, Grandpa, and Dalma were hanging out together back in. I don't 70s know, but or, I loved your Grandpa. Oh, Lyle. Oh man, I don't know what went down in there, but uh, we'll never know. I've hey. done some. I've done some, some stuff, but I've never came on walls. I'm not exaggerating, Frank. There was splatters up to the ceiling on the wall that could have been a crime scene if it was luminol, like you see on Dateline. Now, Grandpa Lyle was another one of them smiles that could make an old cow jump a tall fence, and I don't care what side of the fence you're on. So I often, I'm not going to lie, I compare him to Clint Eastwood. When he was in his 40s, he had a lot of Clint Eastwood resemblance with that kind of square jaw and crooked grin. Yeah? Yeah, I would see a lot of that. Do you remember Grandpa Lyle? When I, do, we were I do not. Oh, my I, God, I he was so fun. Grandpa Lyle. Yeah, them was, two together were a riot. Uh, he'd like to drink Jim Beam and smoke Benson Hedges. 
and he wore a onesie similar to this, but it was less skin tones. <laughs> and he would sit out on the porch at night, but he didn't didn't wear underwear or anything. He just wore uh, coveralls and some loafers, and then a sideways cowboy hat or a trucker hat. Now, is that a is that a family thing? Because if if Grandpa Lyle didn't wear underwear, yep, and your dad has never worn deodorant, is there something new? Condoms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I got the most kids. <laughs> no, but he would sit out there on the porch and. Hey, Skinny, get me a whiskey. Oh, Piffle, you've had enough. And then she'd hand him another one. I mean, he'd, he'd have Piffle? Piffle. Piffle. I he would call my grandma Skinny. And she wasn't. She wasn't tiny. But, she uh, could kick his ass yeah. if she wanted to. She'd say, oh, you've had enough. Oh, Piffle, you've had enough. And then she'd bring him another one. But, I mean, he's not drinking a bottle of night. He's having two or three. What's what's but, a Piffle? I think it's oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm guessing. Oh, it wasn't a cute name for him. She didn't call him Piffle. It was Ah Piffle. It's probably, yes, dear, for whatever your nationality was when you came over. I don't know. I think. Have you ever done one of those DNA tests? No, I was talking with Lowell about that a little bit, what some of our heritage was. And because uh, I've never heard much about my great grandpa. And I asked him about that just a couple of, a year ago. And uh, he said he was a real asshole. And nobody liked him in the family. I think he just worked everybody to the bone. I know my grandpa quite well when I was in my teenage years. He died when I was 19. But uh, as far as the beyond that, I don't, my great grandpa on either side. I knew my mom's a little bit. I met him a couple of times. Yeah. But never heard anything about my dad's. And the guys I did talk to said he was a huge asshole. Did you ever know him? Lyle's dad? No. So what about you, Joan? Did you, have you ever done that 23andMe heritage thing? Actually, Jamie started it not too long ago. There's a lot of German on her father's okay. side. And we've discovered there's a lot on which side now. But she did the swab and sent in her DNA. And she's did, trying to make sure you were her mom. Did well, she <laughs> always tells everybody she's adopted, but I don't think it's going to fly anymore. And she found out that my grandmother's grandfather on my dad's side was one of the first Indian soldiers to die of measles in the Civil War. And That's pretty damn specific, right? And How then, did they find out that shit? Then that goes all the way back to like the 15th century. Apparently, the Lewises had moolah because they were called lords and ladies. Lady I mean, it's been fascinating, but we're still trying to find out which tribe that this Silas's mother, I forgot what her name was now, which she tribe she belonged to. I'm 90% sure I know your answer, but do you, I'm going to ask you anyway, Joni. Do you ever think you'd be better off growing up in the 1800s? Because I know you're a rustic woman and you just soon live off the grid. Yeah. But I, I was, be awesome. Wish I never seen telephone. Right. If you never knew any better, you wouldn't know what you're missing as far right. as TV, electrics, and electronics and all that stuff. Like the Appalachian people, they never knew they were poor till 1963 <laughs> when Kennedy went down there and told them they were poor. <laughs> they didn't have a clue. I was going to say, uh, for me, I let me bring it back to you. Yes. Uh, we did the, my sister did the 23andMe. Our family comes from underground Norway. We're so white. It was like, we were like 98%. Pure as the driven snow. Pure as the driven <laughs> snow. Absolute, just the whitest region in the world. That's, really? that's where my people. Do you know how many generations you've been in the States? Um, we traced it back. Sean and I went down a rabbit hole one night 
And we traced uh, the uh, Olmstead name back to 1404 England. So quite a while. Yeah. 1404 England, and then that's where we lost track. All right. Well, I'm, I'm way behind. I haven't done any of this yeah. stuff. I can, oh, I can, it's, it's cool. I can trace some of my family to East to train her a little bit, and that's about as far as it went. <laughs> English, <laughs> English and Irish. She thinks that's where her right. fascination from, my list. from uh, for the uh, border collies comes from. Scots. So, the Scots and, hold on, let me note and this castles. Down. Brad's got to write in his journal. Yep. Cool. Uh, we locker room when he comes up in the middle of the night. I had a dream. I got to put it in my journal. <laughs> it's hard to write with the boner. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we always start at the beginning, Joan. I don't know if you listen to many of them. But your childhood growing up, uh, mm-hmm. you had your one brother, and you were living out in the country, south of town here. Uh, what kind of childhood stories you remember growing up? Some of the stick out. Start your earliest memories, things you guys did, or something good or bad that happened, or time you're out shooting squirrels or skinning coons. One. It better be goddamn exciting. Well, it's not exciting, but it's kind of unique. We had a, one of the old type wooden corn cribs, and uh, of course, when you got hold on, we're gonna tell corn. Tell you, people you got what rats. That is. An old style corn a wooden, crib, a wooden crib. corn crib that's got slats in it, so it corn it's like a can barn. breathe. Yeah, um, kind of like a pal, uh, a place to store your corn made out of pallets. Yeah, so, so it can breathe. Like a barn, but it looks like a barn. So one of my jobs was in the spring. Of course, you got a corn crib full of corn. You got rats, lots of rats. Dad parked me out by the walnut tree close to the corn crib. With my first twenty-two rifle and single shot rifle and a one-eyed dog. Yep. And a sack of seed taters. And so that's what I did was I cut up the seed potatoes and when a rat would come out, I would shoot it. So by the end of the day, the gunny sack that the seed taters came in, the taters were on one side and the bag was full of rats. <laughs> <laughs> huh? So you could plant the potatoes is what you're saying? Not the rats. Right, right. <laughs> you don't want a rat tree. Right. This thing's really taking off. Yeah, fighting with my brother. And we got into the rodeo stuff. How far apart are you? Two and a half. Oh, not long. He's older. Younger. You're younger? Okay. Mm-hmm. Who won the fights? I did till he got too big. He's a big fella. He's I a... used to beat, just beat the shit is he, out of four? him all the time because he teased me and pick at me. Yeah. Till I'd explode and I'd explode. Dad caught me one day with a tire iron, and I had him down, and I was just about to make contact, and Dad caught me by the arm, and the next thing I knew, I went flying across the yard. Next time you had to wait till Dad wasn't looking. Yep. Lucky your dad's here, bitch. Or <laughs> <laughs> your dad's going to save you from these fights? <laughs> well, then he got bigger than me. That was the end of that. Dad gummit. I was going to say, he's got to be, what, 9'4"? He's not that tall, but he's ripped. Yeah, he's a big fella. He's a big fella. You started to say something else there, didn't you? But we interrupted you. I did. Back to the farm. Yeah. Rodeo, and that was a big deal. Yeah. That was. What's your favorite rodeo event? Saddleboro and Crying. Having that, being the stock contractor, contractor, that was uh, quite a job. Right. Absolutely. Because every week you'd have to sort off what you want to take to a certain show. Yep. And. One time we were doing it on a hot July afternoon in a small dry lot up by the barn. Mm-hmm. And we had a five-board fence, and the top three boards were missing. And guess who had to go stand in that hole? <laughs> How long have those boards been missing? 
long time. Yeah, hey, Norm, maybe we, we put two nails in that hole. Well, we didn't have time for that. Yeah. It goes back to the black light deal. Yep. Grandpa was, Grandpa was busy <laughs> shooting for the moon. I'll be there in 23 minutes. <laughs> yep. So how did you get into the stock contracting? I, I he bought that. out Art Fritcher. Okay. That one particular day, I had to stand in that hole, and we had this one big old black bull. I still have nightmares about that day. That bull chases me around, and wherever I go to hide, he's already there before I get there. But he come at me. You think maybe it, that's why you're gay? There's no man there to save you, and you're like, they're no good, and I'm just going to be gay? Well, I don't know, but all I know, I was 16 years old, and that day when that bull came at me, he stopped, and the last thing I remember was his head flinging back and forth, and I felt the snot on my face, and the next thing I knew, I came to, and I got up because I blacked out, and I stood up, and I'd shit my pants. <laughs> yep. And I walked up to Dad and said, I will never help you do this again ever yep and i didn't <laughs> and fix that damn fence <laughs> and buy me some new jeans god right. damn it right <laughs> so how long was your family stock contracting oh how long did we do that we had 16 shows a summer from sid knows god damn it i heard him say the actual year um 70 Two or three, maybe. Excuse no, me. it was before I was. I was probably fourteen, maybe, we when we started. Too. Like twenty years, yeah. thirty years. Oh, um. We're not using this for a census. You don't have to be. Yeah. I don't know how many years till the farm went bye bye. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that that goes back to a lot but of our town's history. Your dad wide was a life. One of the founding members of our local rodeo here. Mm-hmm. So he was a huge part of the instrument and. Getting mm-hmm. that thing up and running. Yep. Which the first one's in Henderson, correct? Yes. That's where Art had his. And I can drive by there now, and that place looks so tiny. But when you're a kid, yeah, like Brooklyn's age, when I was horseback riding all over that place and doing everything during the show, and that whole grounds seemed just huge. On top of the hill right east of Henderson? Used to be the oh, old yeah. arena down there. It just seemed such like a big place when you're little. Now I drive by and it's just like, wow, it just seemed like there was thousands of people there. But right. I don't know. There's, Maybe there was 150. 48. I don't <laughs> the know. Both of them. But it's it's weird to yeah. look back look back on that as to how that started and what that place looks like now. And yeah. So as you, your dad uh, being a founder <laughs> member of the. The Carson Rodeo. Mm-hmm. How do you think he would feel about the where the rodeo is today? I think he would love it. Because, yeah, we're approaching 46? It's our 47th. 47th. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, for a 2027 is our 50th anniversary. So we're hoping, we're hoping for some big things in. We started planning on. He would love it. Well, well good. that's the only time he ever came back to Iowa once he moved away. He was came to come back didn't. for the rodeo. Yeah. Where did he move to? For Oklahoma first and then Texas. You could have given me 50 guesses, and those would have been my first two. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to go where it was warm because of his arthritis. It's warm a lot of places, but it's not warm in rodeo and right. Yeah, but that's that's week. cowboy country down there. Right. right. Unless you want to go to Montana, and that's cold. That's true. That's man's country up there. Mm-hmm. That's why I've never been. Right. I drove by once. It looked manly. Summers somewhere. are great. Wyoming's great. Yeah. 
It was beautiful when I went out to pick up Emery. I love it out there, but I don't think I'd want to be there in the wintertime. No, your car just blows over sitting there because it's blowing 120 <laughs> mile an hour. How many states have you been to? You know, I was thinking about pulling out an old road, at, road atlas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Congratulations. I've, I've been to a lot. One time, Mom and I were up at the bowling alley one night, and some guy... When they were still lugging beef out of Oakland, we were sitting in the bowling alley having some beers, and some guy came in, and he had a load to go out in the morning. And uh, he actually sat down with... He wanted to get a load in tonight. (laughs) No. (laughs) He wanted to get a load out. (laughs) He had some time to kill, so he came in the bowling alley. So he sat with Mom and I, and we BS'd, and and, uh, he asked me, he says, hey... I could use some company on my road trip. He says, I got to go drop off a load of meat in, uh, is it 15th Street, 13th Street Meat Market in New York City? Anyway, it's pretty shady because when you get your load up there, you got to find somebody to buddy up to so your truck's back up butt to butt because there's white vans that drive around and around and around looking for somebody that's exposed. And them guys will jump out and rob your load from you if you fall asleep in your truck. Oh. So I rode with him to New York City. New and, York City? Yeah. Remember that and Reba then McIntyre he... song, Fancy Don't Let Me Down? You were fancy. <laughs> Come on, Fancy Don't Let Me Down. <laughs> and he took me down to see the Statue of Liberty, and we drove around the perimeter of uh, Central Park. And then he was going to bring me back to Oakland, on our way back and then he got another call so we met some other dude his handle was chipmunk somewhere in (laughs) bf ohio at three o'clock in the morning so i jumped in with this dude named chipmunk sounds like you got traded (laughs) i did get traded (laughs) and then he came through and he dropped me off right in front of nine two club so in 50 (laughs) years that's when i was pregnant with jamie When you got back, you were? Doing some traveling. No, I was pregnant while I was on the road with them guys. So in 50 years, when uh, Frankie and Brooks are on a podcast, I hope they're not telling a story like I that. Hope <laughs> I hope Hey, Frankie, remember that time we got on them truck drivers and we went to the East Coast and back? It's no use sitting around being bored when you're pregnant. I got to go and see some stuff. Yeah. I'm not going to get more pregnant. <laughs> That's right. That's, right. What's the worst that can happen? Right. We've kind of skipped all over. How about we'll get on track. So you're getting into high school. What, did you do any sports or anything in high school? One time. Okay. I tried basketball. Six on six. You look when like a basketball I, player. What are you, four nine? Well, that's the only time I ever tried sports. And the reason I didn't go any further, imagine somebody my size. I was a hell of a lot bigger than this then. And I had to guard Karen Hutsey. How do you think that worked out for me? She was quite the athlete. (laughs) But it's six on six basketball. That was it for me. Yeah. You you couldn't run and dribble. and You only got like three dribbles and you had to pass and it was half court. Right. Really? Yeah. So you had three girls on one side, three on the other, and you had to pass it over. Oh, you couldn't go to the court. Yeah. You turn around and there's Karen is like, okay, I'm done. Yep. And after that... I didn't do any sports. So spent- I just hung out with the guys and drank beer with them when they were done with their sports. Right, right. Rodeo is a sport. Yeah. yeah. What did you do in the rodeo? 
Nothing. Did oh, fuck? We thought you were athletic as hell. Well, Dad wanted me to be a star barrel racer, but I didn't have that competitive spunk. Yeah. I just wanted to go ride my horse. Yep. I don't need people to watch me do that. Yep. Right. And he was always paranoid that the cowboys were gonna violate me. So <laughs> he was jokes on him because he violated shield them cowboys. He, he was pretty. He was pretty protective. So. Yeah, I, I got to that. where I'd chew red man and ride my horse around and stuff on the grounds. And if somebody looked like I might be in a little bit of trouble, I'd just turn around and spit. And that, then they'd turn around and they'd be gone. That was the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a good way to get rid of them. Yeah, you only want to swallow her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you don't swallow red man. <laughs> Put hair in your chest, wouldn't oh. it? Yeah. I'll knock you out of your saddle. So you were up to about seventeen years old uh, after you got mm-hmm. out of high. What's that? Do you have anything else? Nope. Oh, you got your one. Oh, yeah. My, my time frame. Point to phrase here is uh, the very first job, Joni, you had where you had to pay taxes. Union Carbide, Red Oak, Iowa. What do they do at Union Carbide? We made Ever Ready batteries. Holy shit! I remember that. The cat with the and lightning bolt. Is that still the one that uh, Kerrigan was working at not too long ago? No, that's the, they. Uh, um, it was right across from the company. I started there. Where the trailer place is now? 30 yeah. days after graduation. Oh, and yeah. then uh, that was in Ju- June of 75. And then that place had been a, a big revenue for uh, Red Oak for years. And then they had their very first layoff five years later. Because I worked there for five years, and I remember the day because it was June 13th on a Friday. Friday the 13th, 50 of us got laid off. They never asked and we were that. all about the same age. Well, got Actually, drunk that night, didn't you? Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> but earlier that morning, I had been to the doctor and found out that I had a bun in the oven. That was a pretty big. It was month. a crazy. It was a so crazy that's why you day. That was a crazy day. Yeah. Friday the thirteenth, nineteen eighty. I'm sorry, nineteen eighty. That math adds up. Pregnant in the morning and lost a job in the afternoon. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a terrible day, <laughs> right? Of all the days, right? And they yes. I'm heading five, to New York. Uh, she was probably, well, it was in. I think she was six or eight weeks old, and they did have a recall. And I had her in one arm and the phone talking to them and the other, and I looked at her, and I listened, and I looked at her, and I listened, and I go, no, thanks. I think I'll stay home and get back my five years of what I paid in for other people to do this. So I stayed home till she started kindergarten, and then I went back to work. Yep. Yeah, that's a pretty slick deal. After I learned locksmithing and went to work for a locksmith which is a fascinating trade can you still pick locks yes <laughs> good to know i still That's, got yeah. some skills i got a guy that's what i'm gonna start saying <laughs> i got a guy so the, the older cars not the newer ones so of that time frame roughly when was the first run-in you ever had with the fuzz the law first time you ever had to throw down the law you've never been pulled over or or I think that was a she can't 
two statue of limitations i've had yet. two speeding tickets in m66 you never I got a party own. busted and you're like oh i had to go talk to the cops because i was too young to drink or anything like that no. i call bullshit no i haven't I never well sh- i would have bet a hundred bucks i was right i'll I be can, damned i've only gotten one speed really ticket. goddamn close you never got any MIPs or anything in high school? No, nope, I had to do chicken chores. I missed those. Two. I never had to do the blow or got the silver bracelets or. I've never been handcuffed. Bracelets. I got those. Uh, whatever you and Shiloh do is up to you guys. No, it was for a fix it ticket. <laughs> oh, that's right. I got I uh, got a warning for uh, not having a front license plate on. And then I thought if I just fixed it, it was fine. So I drywall screwed this license plate to the front bumper. And he never told me I had to prove it. And then I got pulled over. I was pushing my sister's car with my car through Council Bluffs <laughs> down Fifth Ave. And the cop was very cool. He's like, yeah, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yep. But what happened was we pulled up. She rolled up to the stop sign right before a cop did. So he was waiting for her to go, and she physically could not go. So I inched up to her and then pushed her through the intersection right. <laughs> in front of a cop. And then <laughs> and he went like, I was like, holy shit, I got away with it. And then I went through the stop sign. And the next thing I know, the lights are behind me. I was like, God dang it. Hey. So he, not only did I get arrested for a uh, warrant because of the fix a ticket, I also got a ticket uh, for following too closely. I'd have fought that. I did. The, the judge yeah. dropped it all. So I never had to pay anything. But it was it was a fun 24 minutes in, in the Hooskow. Right. Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup. The guy I was standing next to was methed out of his mind. Sorry. About time you apologize for that. Yeah. Now, being a farm kid had a lot to do with that because we we knew how to become children of the corn at an early age. So if you, <laughs> you can you, disappear you, in three rows, you thought you might gonna get it, you just. But the drinking age then was what twelve. I don't know. Prohibition had just ended. Yep. <laughs> I that really surprised me. I would have figured you had some, yeah, some parties got busted or speeding or music's no. too loud. Get a haircut, long hair. No. I would have figured she talked herself out of more trouble than because you're. You, I never you the gift again. I never had to. Hmm. Clean living. So, what was your first vehicle that you controlled that you made payments on, or just you controlled it? We'll go with that. My first car cost me two cow. Two stock cows and a calf, and it was a 67 Chevy Impala Super Sport 357 four-barrel with a bucket seats and auto training. Yeah, and you and, and it was yellow with a black else. vinyl top. Nope. It was the banana mobile. That would be a hot commodity now. I wish you still had that. Mm-hmm. What happened to it? Well... My grandma broke both her wrists, and my dad gave it to grandma, so then I ended up getting a 66 Chevy, and I can't remember exactly what was in that one, because I just really wasn't real happy about that trade. But Why would your dad give a lady because with two it was wrists? Because it was an automatic, and the 66 that I got it was a, was a stick. Yeah. And it was, I used to kick a lot of the guys' ass out here at Corn Cub Corner. I believe it. Till I blew it up. 
good cars like a good I woman. think Randy Turner might have ended up with that car. Oh, shit. Yeah. I think he might have got that. Good cars like a good woman, Frank. How's that? You don't know what it will do to you know what it won't. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to see like a lot of trunk space. <laughs> <laughs> Looks better with me in it. <laughs> we probably do this all night. You know, you go. Uh, okay. Uh, cars like a good woman because they don't care when you beat it. Oh, nice. Joni, what do you got? <laughs> How's a car like a good woman? How's a car like a good woman? Oh, man. I have to think on that one a while. I do have a car joke, though. Well, we got nothing better to do. Spin them. Confucius used to say, Woman who get knocked up in backseat of car with automatic transmission have nothing but shiftless little bastards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Confucius so right. So after you got done in high school, where did you head then? Did you go straight into the workforce? That's when you were down at the factory That's and you found out you were having a little princess? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, sorry about that. Well, I kind of <laughs> planned that. Yeah. Yeah, so then you and Jamie were hanging out till you were five, or till she was five, so mm-hmm. five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything cool go down in that meantime? Where were you living at then? I was living out there with Barb out in her mom's old house. West of town here? Mm-hmm. All right. That's Bill's down where house. Lacey and Dave live now, I believe, isn't okay. it? Okay. Yep. Don Henderson yeah. lived across the road mm-hmm. with his mules. That was a good time. Had a big snowstorm once, and... I was out of milk and you milked a mule? Nope. Oh. Don came over and sat with Jamie and I rode the mule into Hearts to get <laughs> milk and rode back. He was gonna do it and I go, No, I wanna get out of the house. Let me do it. Yeah, that's probably what, five miles? Yeah. At least. Yeah. Round trip? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'd be all that round trip. Because that right. was a dirt road after our houses. Right. Probably still is. I think it is out there. I've been out there in a couple of years. Yeah. Dave hasn't really invited me out, so. <laughs> Don was a fun neighbor. We had a lot of fun. I don't know him so well. So after you got up and you uh, rode that ass to town, mm-hmm. so then what What did you, what'd your life take you when you back to the workforce? That was the locksmithing part. Okay. So I did uh, dispatching and learned how to master key and do locksmithing and stuff over on 24th and L. So is that mostly cars you were working, like people getting locked out of cars and stuff or? A lot of a uh, lot of a lot of what I did was shop jobs. shop work, and I dispatched the guys out to do other stuff. Okay, and then uh, the boss okay bought a place in Council Bluffs there across from what used to be Stewart's. So. <laughs> so I worked for him for a while. So how did you dispatch people before phones and internet? Did you just have radios? Hey, Jimbo, swing on down. They there had 24th. two ways in okay. their trucks. Okay. Yep. So you said to wait until they or they just call. I turn it over. They'd the call. call the shop, and then I would. What was your handle? I didn't have one. Hmm. Not from the. Not from the shop. Pilford. Mm-hmm. But I was shortcake when I ran back and forth to uh, Union Carbide. Bunch of us gals. Probably a rowdy crowd back in the day. Oh Jesus, Murphy. Our shift was 3.30 to midnight, and then we'd go to the Red Oak Tap. We'd close that down, and then we'd go to somebody's house, party Was the till. Rainbow down there? Yep. Was that a happening place? Yep. Because I've been down there just last year. I was down there, and it you know, looked like it could be a good time at night. you ever been to the Rainbow Cafe? I have not. You know, one night I rode my motorcycle through the front door, <laughs> and them sons of bitches 
put an L shape up in front of that south door after that. I thought that was kind of rude. Then I couldn't get in. Well, yeah. Pretty hard on them. Isn't that why they did that at the Club 92? Because guys kept riding their horses in? My wife rode a horse in the club. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. I was there that night. Yep. Dollar, that's a dollar beer night? That's a whole nother session. Uh, we got time for the 92 club. 92 Club. So, yeah, let's get I into I cut that. my teeth in there. So, did you ever drink much beer in the club? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so, it sounded like, from what I understand, between you and Sid and Lowell, those guys that tell me, that the club used to be pretty rowdy back in the 70s. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, big, big, we big all fight bar, Our it? generation, we cut our teeth in there, man. That was, that was good times. <laughs> <laughs> So, Even it, gooder when I we mean, got to be of age, get drunk, and we could get out, go could, in, uh, pick up a lady or a man, <clears throat> or you could get in a fight, whatever you want to do. They had it all in there, is what I was told. Yeah, stuff went on down there that you couldn't do uptown. The one thing, so when I was twenty, we started drinking beer in there, hypothetically. But Tammy passed away, so I guess we can tell a story. She's not going to get in trouble. Because I'd been drinking there for a while, and then after about a year and a half, I had my 21st birthday party, and there's like, you son of a bitch, I always thought you were 21. But uh, I remember I'd always go to work, and then go to the club for some beers, and the bathroom was in the lobby, for everybody that yeah. doesn't know. And so you, there's a bar for about 10 people, and then two or three tables, and then the two bathrooms. And so most people probably don't drop the big shit at the bar, but I had to because I just got done working. And somebody opened the door, and I'm sitting there doing business, and they just kick the door open and go back to the bar, and I'm, yep. all right, well, that's how it was. Just ripped the door open, and well, they saw I was in there. They're like, oh, I can't come in, so they just flung it open and went back to the bar. <laughs> and you're just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I'll finish. That was, that was before smartphones, so you couldn't sit there and read anything. Yeah, right. You it was thought about life. Yeah, I was just punching numbers and typing boobies on my Nokia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, eight 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 zero three I. He's like, he's shitting there, shitting there. Ah, this, this, these will work. <laughs> <laughs> Safe zone. From a sharpie picture, of somebody drawn on the wall. The giant red underpants. That was another good one from the club. Oh, oh hanging on the wall. Yeah, hanging yeah. on Johnny's wall. All That's the, where those came from? Yeah, all the Herald boys were partying in the back room. And uh, I think Billy Todd is the one that brought brought them damn much. panties in the bar. He probably earned those. I don't, I don't remember where he got them, the but I'm pretty sure he's the one that brought them in. And then the next thing I knew, me and Ray Evans, we dropped our drawers and one of us got one leg and one of us got the other and we went back and mooned the Harold boys with them and now they are mounted <clears throat> like a tr- like a trophy <laughs> buck in Johnny's garage. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't to guess how many cases of beer have been gone through that bar. But uh, you can probably still walk in there and the floor still feel like you're going to end up in the basement. And- yeah. Oh, that's fine. We got room for another hundred people in here. Oh man, it used to get so packed in there, and especially they do dollar drafts of, yes. of just butt heavy. And when you're twenty, you didn't give a shit. Yeah, and everybody's smoking, so you couldn't see across oh, the man. bar. Oh yeah, remember smoking in bars? Yeah. Oh, I fucking hated it. it Go was home. The worst. All your clothes and everybody's wearing those cool leather jackets. You felt yeah. like dog shit the next day just from the oh, smoke. Fuck. 
Good times. Yeah. Well, the, in the if they ever take that building down, we all need to get together and have surround it and have a funeral. Have a service. I mean, there's way too many generations so, of us that cut our teeth there. So it was it a needs Catholic a church ceremony. When did it go from Catholic church to bar? Do you know that? I do not know. Acid. If you know anything about Catholicism, Acid or my brother, they're like like an elephant. They remember yeah. everything. That's true. Because it wasn't... I do remember a lot of the stuff. Was it moved there or was it always there? I do not know that answer.